0: It's February 29th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got two big briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, it's a battle for the border. As Donald Trump and Joe Biden head to the southern U.S. border later today, I've got five things that you should watch for as those two men face off. Second, we go around America and around the world for updates regarding previous briefs. We start first in California and then Michigan, talking about some politics. Then we are off to Cuba regarding some news that could affect our border. Later, an update on the AI revolution and China's battle for something called humanoid robots. We then finish with some news that more of America's children are being put on a weight loss drug called Wegovy. There are serious concerns about that, and we will discuss it. But first, let's get to that top story of the morning. Get ready to rumble, America. Donald Trump and Joe Biden are heading to America's collapsed southern border later today to make the case for who's responsible for that and what we should do. And to be clear, Americans like you really want somebody to do something and soon. Polls show that 61% of you believe that the border crisis is severe, with another 64% who say that to solve it, we should militarize the border. Also, a majority of Americans want to build a wall to separate us from Mexico. By the way, that is a first. There has never before been a majority on that issue. Also, 65% of you make clear this morning that as we think about how to solve this problem, you want to deport all illegals back home. And given the collection of that uh, polling, it helps explain, I think, why most people in America view immigration as our most pressing national problem. In fact, even 73% of Democrats say that things are being poorly handled on the border. So that is why you want things fixed. And right now. And that is what Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump will certainly discuss later today, making their case of what and who started this crisis and how to solve it. So with those things in mind, here are the five things that you will likely hear about today from these two men, starting with what is causing this migrant invasion, or maybe we should say who is causing it. Well, here's what we know. A report by the Center for Immigration Studies says that actually it's you indirectly. The Biden White House is using your taxpayer dollars to fund some agencies and programs that give cash to illegals as they make their way from places like South America to the United States. The report confirms that the U.S. State Department and USAID have granted tens of millions of your taxpayer dollars to dozens of religious nonprofit groups or NGOs that dole out cash and debit cars to illegal migrants as they transit through countries like Panama all the way to the U.S. southern border. And once those illegals get to the border, these same NGOs then hand out even more cash and additional debit cards as they then make their way to American sanctuary cities, probably a few near you. There is also some crossover between this effort and another one by the United Nations. That one is promising to spend $1.6 billion this year to do pretty much the same thing as those other NGOs to give cash and debit cards to migrants as they travel to the United States. For what it's worth, these various organizations say that they are only doing this because it is God's work that it is important to assist these illegals. And yet, some of their staff members, along with fellow Democrat activists, claim it's not really about God, but actually politics. They say that people have the right to travel wherever they want, and that borders are actually violence. They argue that, look, businesses can move very freely across borders, and so too should human labor. By the way, that is the argument traditionally made by Marxists and socialists. And so that is why, ladies and gentlemen, groups like these NGOs in the UN will continue to hand out in part your taxpayer dollars until there is a new president in the Oval Office, which takes us to the second thing that you are likely to hear about today. Let's talk about those illegal aliens themselves. Who are they? Well, here's what we know. Customs and border protection data from just one week ago confirmed that about 1 million illegals have crossed the border so far since just October. And thousands and thousands of those are something called high-risk illegals. They hail from countries like Afghanistan, Mauritania, and Turkey, which include populations at high risk for things like terrorism or radical Islamic ideologies. I should tell you that the thousands and thousands of these high-risk illegals do not include the Godaways. Of course, those are the folks that CBP saw on things like cameras, but could not catch and then eventually release, which of course would be at the direction of the Biden White House, which takes us to the next border fact this morning. The illegals are invading from both the South and the North. CBP data show that most illegals do continue to route themselves into Arizona and California. That is a shift, by the way, from historical routes via Texas but we are also seeing an uptick of illegals invading from the north. As the Wall Street Journal reports this morning, illegals are flying first to Canada, then they turn south and falsely claim asylum in states like New York and Vermont. The numbers, by the way, are on the upswing. Last year, uh, we had about 18,000 illegals who came to this country through Canada. Compare that to years gone by when we had two to five thousand per year at most. I should tell you, Most of the illegals, when they land in Canada, well, most of them do come south, but not all. Many remain up north, and they're asking that government for things like free housing, food, and medical care. That's causing some political debate and drama in provinces like Ontario and Quebec, with liberals like Prime Minister Justin Trudeau welcoming those illegals. Conservatives, however, are not so welcoming. They argue that look, the illegals are costing the Canadian government too much money and they are contributing to a national housing crisis. And speaking of too much money and crises, that takes us to the fourth thing that you will likely hear about today. Illegals are busting the budgets of American cities. To the point, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams has said that it is now time to start changing those sanctuary city policies. Those policies and laws, as listeners know, have long guaranteed, first, protection from deportation by federal officials. Second, they've also given free housing to anyone who has asked, regardless of immigration status. Well, that is why Mayor Adams has said twice this week that he blames those laws and policies for first costing his taxpayers billions of extra dollars, as well as tying his hands on trying to stop the major crime wave that has hit his city. He and his police commissioner argued that the illegals are driving some serious increases in robberies and shootings in New York City, mostly by those illegals from the country of Venezuela. For what it's worth, illegals are costing his state a lot, about $7 billion a year. That's according to data from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. But that's actually a lot less than California and Texas. They have annual bills for migrant care of at least $22 billion and $10 billion respectively. And if you're wondering, a lot of other states have some very serious bills for these illegals too. The states of Illinois, Arizona, Florida, New Jersey, Maryland, Georgia, North Carolina, and Massachusetts all pay at least $2 billion a year for the care of illegal aliens. Finally this morning, There is a message that you are probably going to hear a lot about today, and that is the plans of Mr. Biden and Trump about how to deal with this invasion. So let us start first with Mr. Biden and his solution is, well, we don't know. There are rumors that he is going to adopt some of, ironically, Donald Trump's border policies via some executive orders. But I'll tell you, just the rumor of him doing so is leading to radical leftists like Representative AOC of New York to warn Mr. Biden that he better not do it. As for Mr. Trump, he and his advisors have already released some pretty intricate details of his plans. In short, they are centered around what we might call the three Ds. That would be deter, detain, and deport. So let's talk about a few of those ideas, starting with some detaining and deporting Initial focus under a new Trump administration would start with cartel or gang members. And that's because those men can be deported without due process using the Alien Enemies Act of 1798. Next, a new Trump administration would round up illegals using members of ICE, National Guardsmen, and newly deputized local and state law enforcement officials. Critics, however, say that Democrat cities and states would likely refuse to cooperate with Mr. Trump But if so, he would use something called the Insurrection Act of 1807. Mr. Trump and his staff believe that that allows him to force Democrats into compliance or he could take control of those various National Guardsmen, state and local law enforcement officials. As you would probably guess, Democrats would be infuriated if he did so. In fact, the Washington Post recently issued a report about how leftists might incite violence if Trump tries it. We shall see. Third, once Trump administration officials detain illegals, but these folks await deportation, many would be sent to some newly constructed camps in states like Texas. The U.S. military would then be directed to use planes and other assets to then transport illegals back to their home countries on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week basis. Critics of this part of the plan say it is inhumane, logistically impossible, and it relies on foreign countries like Venezuela to take back their people, which they likely will not. And Trump is aware of that challenge. He and his team say that they will use some strong-arm diplomacy, if that's what it takes, or they are also looking into signing deals with third countries all around the world who will take these illegals for cash. Finally, let's talk about Trump's plans for deterrence he is promising to resurrect his old idea of taxing remittances on the billions of dollars that immigrants and illegals send back to their home countries like Mexico and Nicaragua. Next, Mr. Trump plans to instruct U.S. consular officers and U.S. embassies to screen visa applicants for any undesirable ideologies like socialism or radical Islam. Finally, Mr. Trump also hopes that he can work with, or force, nations throughout Central America to stop those migrant caravans as they're passing through their countries on their way to America. That would, of course, include nations like Panama, Guatemala, or Mexico. And if migrants were to slip through those nations, he will ask or force the country of Mexico to hold on to them as part of what has often been called the Remain in Mexico policy. Mr. Trump uh, negotiated that years ago with President López Obrador. He plans to do so once again, if So that is the full suite of facts and data this morning that you were likely to hear throughout the day as Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump battle for the border. As for analysis and opinion, I'm going to keep my powder dry until I hear exactly how these two men will fight it out later today. I will say though that I am intrigued to hear what Mr. Biden has to say. First, Because poll after poll, ladies and gentlemen, show that Americans think that he and his policies are exclusively or wholly or mostly responsible for this border crisis. Second, even if he issues whatever crackdown on this migrant issue, it wouldn't be real or lasting. And that's because, as I shared with you back on February 21st, Mr. Biden and his party have anywhere from 20 to 40 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives because of the 30 or so million illegals in this country. So Mr. Biden is just not incentivized to make any fundamental permanent changes on the border. In fact, whatever he ultimately chooses to do will probably be just enough to get him over the finish line for next November's election. With that, let us take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. It is you and your financial support that are keeping this podcast alive. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, I sure thank you as well. I encourage you to do your part this morning and support the companies that support me. You will hear about them shortly. We'll be right back. Well, good morning. Are you eating your FactorMeals.com breakfast? If not, boy, you should be. Factor is the best meal delivery company in America, especially for busy or retired people. So here's why I think so. First, it's just about the taste. The taste. The food is delivered fresh right to your doorstep, never frozen. And when you taste it, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. These meals burst with flavor. And not just for breakfast. They've got lunches and dinners too, plus cold-pressed juices and shakes and smoothies. And that is the second reason for why I love Factor Meals. They've got variety, more than 35 different meal options to choose from. So folks, get Factor Meals today at 50% off. Go to factormeals.com slash right five zero. That's W-R-I-G-H-T five zero and get 50% off. Again, that's promo code right 50 at factormeals.com slash right five zero and get your 50% off. And as you do, remember that you are getting a meal service that is good for your body and great for your taste buds. Give it a try, folks, and your belly will thank you. Sarah out in Wyoming wrote me about JaceMedical.com. Brian, she said, I decided to use Jace because my husband and I are retired and we are going on a trip. I'm so glad I did because we were nowhere near a doctor and I got a sinus infection, but I had my Jace antibiotic with me and I was set. Otherwise, my trip would have been ruined. I love this company. Well, Sarah, thank you for writing in. And I agree. Jace Medical provides life-saving prescription medications plus medicines for blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes. So folks, if you are like Sarah and say traveling or you just want this medication on the shelf, here's what you do. Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Fill out a very simple online form and in no time flat, you are going to get those medications delivered right to your door. Now, in some cases, you'll have a quick phone call with one of their board-certified physicians to make sure you're getting exactly what you need. But regardless, go to jacemedical.com, that's jasemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, and enter promo code right at checkout. Woo, you are going to get a great discount. Again, folks, that's promo code right at jasemedical.com. And do this today because there is no telling what tomorrow might bring. Well, I don't know what special magic they put in Super Beats heart chews, but I am loving it. Just two little chews a day, and I get a shot of energy that I need, plus performance and endurance. But most especially, I get that heart healthy energy that is so critical for me. And that's been true since I started with these Super Beats chews just a couple of months ago. No pills to swallow, no ingredients to mix, just two little chews at breakfast, and I'm set. Also, this is great. If you pair Super Beets with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in these chews are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. So do what I did. Go to GetSuperBeats.com, that is B-E-E-T-S.com, and use promo code WRITE. That'll get you a 30-day supply of Super Beets heart chews for free and 15% off your first order. So go to getsuperbeats.com, use that promo code right, and get yourself that heart healthy energy that you need and support for a healthy blood pressure too. You are going to be so glad you did. Welcome back to the Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with updates from America and around the world. We begin in California, where younger voters are starting to change their minds about illegal aliens. Newsweek Magazine reports that younger voters in the Golden State increasingly view illegals as a net burden, all because those folks demand so many expensive public services. About one-third of Californians under the age of 34 believe that migrants are a burden, and that number is up from just 20% six months ago. The pollster noted that while it is true, a strong majority of California's young people still see illegals as a net benefit, The jump against illegals was both sudden and surprising in this otherwise leftist state. Driving the increase, by the way, are likely young Californian men. Gallup polling show that most young men in this country are in fact conservative. Young women, however, mostly describe themselves as either being liberal or leftist. Next, let's talk politics, but in the state of Michigan, which of course had its primary for the presidency this week, As expected, Mr. Trump and Mr. Biden both prevailed. But what was not expected was this. Over 100,000 Democrats chose not to vote for Mr. Biden. Instead, they chose the option of uncommitted. This was the result, by the way, of a campaign by Muslim and Arab Americans in Michigan to send Joe Biden the message that his foreign policy in the Gaza Strip is wrong. They view it as supporting genocide. The group, by the way, was hoping for just 10,000 Democrats to choose this uncommitted option, but they blasted way past that goal with around 108,000 as of this morning. If I could put that number into perspective, Mr. Biden carried Michigan back in 2020 by around 150,000 votes, give or take. That means that this 100,000 would certainly make things very interesting in that state. Polls show, by the way, Mr. Trump beating Biden in the Wolverine state this morning, but Those extra 100,000 votes would pad the margin if they stayed home, at least in November. And that is certainly the fear of the Biden White House this morning. And they are stewing on what to do next. So with those quick facts and data in mind, let me now offer you some very quick analysis and opinion. Since the October 7th terror attacks into Israel, I've shared with you that polling show Mr. Biden and Democrats rely on a base of voters who embrace Hamas and radical Islam. And that is now a critical part of their party, especially in states like Michigan. And 100,008 of those radicals and extremists just made their voices heard loud and clear. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a warning. It's a warning about making your political bed with a very monstrous ideology. And sadly, many of those folks hold those views very dearly and sincerely, and they are living in states in Michigan and beyond. So I think we... Might want to put that issue on the front burner if we uh, get a new president this next fall. Next, we head back to Cuba this morning, a country we last visited back on February 5th. And here's a quick refresh for why we did. The communist-run island is facing a major economic crisis, with inflation of at least 30% plus a lack of hard currency. And consumer goods are either missing from the shelves or terribly expensive. And while we might be tempted to say that that's just normal for Cuba this crisis is worse than normal in fact data show it is worse than just after the fall of the soviet union and that helps explain why over the past two years about 500,000 cubans have fled the island to the united states the cuban government has tried to fix their economic mess but not by renouncing communism sadly instead they have announced massive increases in fuel prices by as much as 500 percent they are also increasing the price of electricity food and taxes on small businesses So that plan was put forward back in December. But as you might recall, locals were outraged by it, and the leftist government then sent officials throughout the island to try to calm down nerves. Well, after a few weeks of pushback, they decided to delay those major price increases, and they fired two guys who'd come up with the idea. But now, they are at it again. Effective tomorrow, fuel prices in Cuba will go up by 500% as originally planned. Plus, those other price hikes will go up as well. That said, they are making a few tweaks to the original scheme. For example, no increase on the cooking fuel prices, nor any taxes on the diesel for the buses. But nevertheless, it is still going to test the Cuban people and not only their pocketbooks, but their patience as well. And that is because there have been increasing blackouts over the past three weeks. So let's keep a very cautious eye on Cuba this morning. You never know about that communist island more to come. Speaking of communists, we've got an update on China and the AI revolution. Beijing has announced a very aggressive plan to dominate the field of humanoid robotics. For folks unaware, those are the robots that look a lot like us, but have the promise to do some superhuman things, such as working in some polluted nuclear environments or lifting and carrying things without ever needing a break. Some of the more famous examples of humanoids include something called the Robo Knot that was developed by NASA for space work. There's also something called Atlas that was built by a company called Boston Dynamics. The latest entry into the world of humanoids, by the way, is from Tesla. It's called Optimus. And I'll tell you, it looks a little bit scary, to be honest with you. So that is the industry, folks, that China wants to dominate the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology say that they plan on capturing the dominant market share of humanoids by the year 2027. They plan to sell these superhumans for a range of industries from the military to elder care. And that latter category is because China has a looming shortage of younger workers to take care of the country's aging population. While we might be tempted to think of this humanoid stuff as just science fiction for decades down the road, we should know this morning that the humanoid industry is attracting some big players with big money right now. In fact, just this week, a company called Figure AI collected $675 million from Microsoft, OpenAI, and Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Figure AI hopes to deploy their humanoids to work in places like warehouses or take over jobs with a lot of repetitive tasks. But according to Figure AI, their ultimate goal is to teach robots how to build other robots. The hope is that humans will then be, quote, taken out of the loop, end quote. We apparently would then uh, be free to enjoy life as we would like, rather than engage in, you know, actual work. And that sounds really neat or awful. I'm not sure, but I'll keep you posted. Finally this morning, something for us to think about. Because in this next piece of news, there are some big moral and ethical issues that I think we need to wrestle with. According to Reuters news service, doctors around America are sharply increasing their prescriptions of the weight loss drug Wegovi, but not just to adults, most especially to children. Two years ago, only 25 kids in America were prescribed this drug. They were the first kiddos to be given this obesity drug after the FDA approved it for kids back in December of 2022 one month later the american academy of pediatrics recommended it to all parents for their obese kids then one year later the number of children taking it for obesity jumped from 25 to 1200. analysts expect that that number will rise even higher this year all because about 20 percent of america's kids are classified as obese that is 15 million children and that is a big market for we and its owner it is also a pretty big deal for people like Dr. Suzanne Cuda. She is an advisor to the maker of Wegovy, and she says that, quote, I use the medication on patients wherever I can. Unlike with adults, we are much more likely with children and adolescents to prevent disease with this early use of the drug, end quote. The diseases she's referencing, by the way, refer to diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, amongst others. But... Should kids be on this drug? Wegovy's manufacturer acknowledges that they have absolutely no data on the long-term side effects, including for kids. Also, it requires users to be injected for life. Finally, there's the issue of cost. Without insurance, Wegovy costs around $1,300 a month. But given the number of obese kids in America, there are concerns that these prescriptions could be a massive driver in increases of insurance premiums. And that is why some states are now moving to ban or otherwise limit the coverage of this drug certainly amongst their state employees but it's the issue of this drug being used in kids that is causing a moral and ethical concern this morning so we should ask can children really consent to lifelong use of this drug when it's not really a matter of life and death and who's responsible if the child suffers from debilitating side effects finally, what does it say when kids have to be given a pill or a shot instead of a pair of sneakers or a gym class to lose weight? Now, to be fair, supporters of WeGoV for Kids countered that it is the only tool available if parents are otherwise unwilling or unable to feed their kids a healthy diet or encourage them to exercise. So that's the debate and the moral and ethical concern with this drug for kids, I think. If you're a subscriber, drop me a comment this morning on Substack. Tell me what you think. Regardless, it's something for all of us to put on our radars, as this year we will almost certainly see a lot of headlines about this WeGovi drug, including for kids. We will also likely hear about a new company. It's called Viking Therapeutics. Their new version of this class of drugs is apparently better than Wegovy, And that, I think, helps explain why their stock price doubled when they recently published their better-than-expected results. By the way, that happened just on Tuesday. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh